The comments within the following podcast are those of any show hosts and not representative of any company in which the show hosts may represent. Welcome to podcast number 296. I am Jared Reimer, and I hope that you will enjoy the program as much as I have putting it together for you. We have one large segment and some news notes items which take two files, and they are short. The longer news notes items covers multiple things, while the shorter news notes items cover one specific thing in regards to the Mac and something that is of interest in regards to cryptocurrency. We'll have that article in the show notes. However, I have posted a ton of stuff on the blog as of late, and so I hope that you will go and check that out. The website is technology.jaronreimer.net. That's T-E-C-H-N-O-L-O-G-Y.J-A-R-E-D-R-I-M-E-R.net. And there you will find my contact information on one of the pages. Go to the heading that has pages and you will find information about the blog, uh, which includes contact information. And you'll also find a disclaimer page as well. For easy access, I'll quickly give it out here. Email iMessage Tech, T E C H, at M E N V I dot O R G. Text or WhatsApp 804 442 6975. Or if you have other information of mine, you may utilize that as well. If you're listening to this on Livewire on 295, or Ground Zero on 224 on the bulletin board systems, you may text uh, me at the text or WhatsApp numbers below, or was it above, however you want to view that, or you may also send me a voicemail. My box on both systems is 2276. Let's get into some Braille transcription now. This isn't exactly the same as we've done it before, but take a trip with me as I explain to you the difficulties as I show you Braille 2000. That will be our main feature coming up next on the Technology Blog and Podcast, podcast number 296. I am doing these lessons, and we've talked about in the past the various reports 
that I've gotten saying this is wrong this wasn't set right you know you need to slow down because you know all of this is wrong and I thought by taking a break from actual reports and allowing you to hear how this is done currently will help understand the listener to a way of how you might hear a blind person using a computer without having a braille display doing a course like this or maybe they're checking their own work and they're actually doing a transcription and they want to check to see what it looks like and so this is how it looks and this is how it sounds and of course the sighted person when they look at braille if they're taught they can look at the dots because visually in at least braille 2000 you will see the dots represented on the screen but before i get into that type of demo i want to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about braille 2000 as it is currently i chose braille 2000 because back in the day i was not impressed with the way that duxbury worked and it was my honest opinion at the time and i don't have a license for duxbury i only had a license for megadots I did not know that Megadots was discontinued until I went looking because I thought, oh, I got a license. I don't remember all the details. So I'm going to see if it's available. And if it is, I will call Duxbury because they now were responsible for Duxbury and Megadots together because Duxbury bought them out. And I'll tell them that I have a license my information's out of date. Uh, here is my new info. And can you send me my license? Well, I don't have the money for Duxbury. And I do know that they offer a free solution that is mentioned in taking the transcription course and that is called Perky Duck. Perky Duck opens Braille ready files and Duxbury files and it also saves in those formats. But I wasn't too fond of wanting to use Perky Duck because I understood it was purely six key entry and while I've used a note taker like the Braille Sense or a regular Braille writer, I don't want to do transcription work of any kind 
in full six key entry. There's always going to be a time to have six key entry. And I understand, for example, for the transcriber's notes page, where you have special symbols, you're going to have to write that in six key entry. So for me to do the lessons, which I'm working on, in six key entry, even though I am not done with the lessons, just because I transcribe them doesn't mean that they're finished. But I ended up getting back a report on the initial work. I didn't submit it to the person who does the grading because I know I'm not done. But I got a report and it's for me to look at and it's not for discussion. Now, the reason why I'm talking about the report is because on top of the report, right now in this current form, getting information such as paragraph style or where your cursor is, is a little tricky in Braille 2000. The main point that I'm going to share with you out of the report is that the paragraph styles that the lesson requires is correct. So I have learned to adapt my way of using Braille 2000 for the use of the lessons and the particular formatting style that is used. Now here's a little bit about Braille 2000. It works in a format called WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. Megadots had this type of facility, but it was rendered a little bit differently, but worked. All of the various different programs utilize a style sheet, if you will, to allow the transcriber to do the work so that they have proper braille. Now, I'm not going to sit here and trash any one program over another, but from discussions I have had, Duxbury does allow you to do some manipulation of data, and, um, and if the transcriber is careful, you can have pretty good braille. But they also have been known to have pretty bad Braille because you just hit a key, it produces the Braille for you, and they Braille it out. In the true WYSIWYG format that Braille 2000 utilizes, the print and the braille are 25 lines, meaning a braille sheet. Now, braille 2000 allows you to have as many cells as you need. 
and you can even have your braille formatted for an 18 cell braille display if you wish and I did play with it but I wasn't necessarily too fond of it because there was a lot of space but I was playing around with the program and something I was doing for my internet radio show but what I want to do is talk a little bit about the struggles more specifically about the file format and how I set some of the options which I have learned to do the job a little bit easier for me because I don't have easy access at this time for cursor location and doing it on my own. To do this, I am going to go ahead and run JAWS so that it is audible for each and every one of you. And I'll take you through a little bit of how I did the most recent lesson. And you can understand a little bit about how I am currently reading the ASCII code to check my work. And I'm finding that I am having some difficulty with it, not because I don't understand it, but because of the fact that sometimes it's just easier to have things brailed out. So that is what I'm working on doing at this time. So let's go ahead and switch on over so that you can hear JAWS. For point of reference, the version number that is used in this demo is version 2.273, released March 2018. All right, so I got JAWS up and running. And as I said, this is not done. And there's going to be corrections made. And you're going to see how this works in this current form. So let's go ahead and get started. We're going to hit Windows R for run so I can go and pull up lesson six. Windows R run dialog. Type the name of a program, folder, document, or internet resource, and Windows will open it for you. Open edit combo E one of twenty six. Alt plus O. So I could fill out the path a little more, but this is fine for now. So I'll go to the drive. Enter. File explorer. Items view list box read only. Items. Dropbox. D O. Enter. Shell folder view items. Braille transcription. B R A I L E S P T. Braille transcription course files. Enter. Shell folder view items. Braille assignments. Enter. Shell folder view items view. And we're gonna select lesson six. And assignment six. B two K. The default format in Braille two thousand is a B two K file. Duxbury, Braille files, and other formats. Even older ABT files are supported. 
the format that Braille 2000 opens in Duxbury files is the Duxbury Braille format file. It cannot save to Duxbury print. Duxbury has two different formats for print and Braille, the DXP for print and the DXB for Braille. The DXB is what Braille 2000 will use when saving the file into a Duxbury formatted file for those who use that program. Let's open up lesson six. Enter. Dialog. Launching Braille 2000. Stop button. Explorer pane. Folder layout pane. So, there's a print and a Braille view by default. I open the files and print view. All files are in Braille. And you see them in the accompanying format of your choice. The whole detail on how this program works will be discussed later on as development to make it more accessible continues. And at this current moment, it is pretty accessible with a few hiccups. I've been able to work with it both in a setting where I've been able to change some files as well as my lessons. So if I go to the bottom of page one, you'll see that there is a page one. And at the bottom, lesson six is the next page. And there's a visual line and in yellow you've got the running head. Now that dialogue was something interesting because when I was initially looking at it, it didn't seem all that accessible. Braille 2000 allows you to have each page a different running head. In the Braille format, you normally keep the running heads the same. Let's take a look at that dialogue because that also gave me grief when all I wanted to do was set the running head. So we're just going to make this easy. It's in the do menu running head. So alt D R. Alt D menu R leaving menus running head control tab. Control tab. Lesson six. This is the edit box discussed that JAWS doesn't necessarily see. Now watch. Tab I said English Unified Contracted Button wants to know the format. So since I put the program in Unified English Braille, it is going to be that way. Tab text above radio button checked for default plus text above, but you can have various options. I'm not going to change it because I'm working with a file that I have already 
worked with. It's not finished yet, of course. But I'm showing you here how I've set it up. Tab. Show us nothing if the page is empty. Checkbox not checked. Alt plus show I. If nothing. Show nothing if it's blank. Tab. OK button. Tab. Cancel. Tab. Help button. Alt tab. All pages. Tab. Alt plus a. So on an inner point file, this all pages, you can have all, odd, or even. I'm not in inner point mode right now. Tab. I said English unified. Contracted when you tab but- again, it just goes directly to the button. And that control that you heard at the beginning was the edit box. Escape. Beep. That was told to me by Bob where you type what the running head should be. Now they want me in the transcription course to, to you know, space it out and do. But right now is not a good idea to do that because you can do it. And then you go to do the rest of the lesson, and it's not completely the way that you want. And there is a way to check that. One, the moving finger rights and having rid. It moves on over KM. Okay, so this isn't done yet, but this is what's transcribed. Two. The town sorely needed more civic. Progress and a change of politicians. 3. The remark Meg made is far from flattering, I can assure you. So, we're learning different contractions. And let's take these three sentences. Top of. And show you what it sounds like in Braille. Alt V, with view as ASCII, braille checked, B. Enter, leaving menus. Okay. Lesson F. Lesson F. Now. Space, number, A, number. You can't review that. The only way to review it. Land, lesson F. Would be to go to the running head dialog, because that's the only place to change it. But there is a number sign there. Before the six. The reason why I said that was because you heard it in print where it said Lesson 6. In Braille, the numeral sign, otherwise known as the number sign in English Braille, would signify the number in the print view that you heard a little bit earlier. Blank, a 48, and average. Okay. Home. So... A number. Number sign. A four. That's the period. Space eight, comma. Quote. Exclaim. The. Space M O V plus. Moving. Space. F plus right bracket space. Finger. There's. I N G E R. W R I T E S space. Rights. And space. And. H A V plus space. Having. W R I T space I three M. O V E S space. I'm not sure exactly what I did there. I'll check it with the Braille later. O N four zero comma 
dash. The comma dash is the short dash. Comma. O M great space. Omar. Comma K A A Y A M. Kayam space. Now the four zero was the closing quote with the period. So period close quote. And you're sitting there probably going, okay, how would I check my work? Well, this is how I've been currently doing it. Let's find a sentence with the ED contraction because we had to transcribe stuff with ED. George Washington, a redoubtable soldier, excelled as a statesman as well. Okay. Four. Now, there's Braille rules in certain circumstances for contractions, but this is a perfect ex example. Alt V, with view, ask, Braille check, enter, leave E, R, flat 1, D4, George, home, D, number, number 4, D, 4, space, comma, G, E, O, R, G, E, space. Okay. So, the reason why you're hearing this in uppercase is because it's reading the letters, and visually, it's a uppercase letter although it's showing braille dots on the screen according to what bob has told me comma w a percent percent w a s h plus i n g t o n one comma space a space a r e d back b backslash o u b t a b l e space s o l d i right one right bracket E R one comma space E X C E L L dollar E D space Z space as that's that's proper for as A slash A T E S M A N space Z space N A M S E T A slash A slash A S T A T E that's not right T A slash A slash a T E S M A N space N A Alt V Win View at Braille checked B print enter leaving M S E T A T A T E F E T A T S A S T A T E S M A N tab. Uh I think I found an N error already. Alt V window view ask Braille checked enter leaving A M S E T E S M S E T A slash A slash I think it's supposed to be a statesman. But right now, I'm not correcting anything. A-T-E-S-M-A-S space. I'm not correcting a thing at the moment. I want to see my braille and then compare it to the lesson later. Z space. As? W-E-L-L-4. Well. Space. E4. Jack says. T-E resembles. SPR1B, I don't agree for. See, you're reading these sentences and it's clear that you sort of need to know your code a little bit. But this is all in the same. And when you save a file, it's all there in Braille. And I had an issue where 
it did something with the code because I corrected it in print. And we found some anomalies. And this is a 40 cell sheet of paper I'm working on. Now Braille 2000 is very powerful. And as we go through lesson by lesson as I take you through what I like and don't like and we work with Braille 2000 together, you're going to find that this Wissigwig idea works out great. Let's go to the bottom of the file. Bottom of file, double U O O. And my address is there, but that's okay. Empty fill and the file. And you heard it say empty fill and a file. Empty fill and the file. Blank, 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 blank. And I can arrow down, and this is what's gotten me before. Blank, 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 blank. D, D. There's page four. If I was actually working in the lesson, I got myself in a pickle where pressing enter when I wasn't at the end of the line turned out to be very interesting. So let's go ahead and look at the same file in the print view. I've already put the cursor where it needed to be which is the end of my address. And you could see where there is a little bit of difficulty. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and find a file that I don't care about that I've done for myself. And we're going to show you what happened before using the Braille 2000 techniques that I have learned before. And my intent was to do this this way. So let's do that. I'm going to Alt-Tab back into Braille 2000 since I initially had ended the file a certain way but wanted to do it this way all along. And let's see where we are. Alt-Tab, BRL 2000. All right, so... 4940. Okay, so I up arrow. Woodland Hills, con 91,364. And I don't care if you know that I live in Woodland Hills, California at 91364, but I up arrowed, and it doesn't matter that it said 4940 because of the fact that there may be other addresses that are 4940. But that's not the point of this. Let's arrow down from here. Woodland Hills, con 91,364. Empty fill end of file. Now, we'll say empty fill end of file. Blank, 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 four. And there's page four. Now, remember, in Braille, the number sign, or what they're now calling the numeric sign, indicates a number. So if we go back at the top. Top of file, blank. Blank, blank, lesson six. 
it says lesson six. And remember, I had said at that point in the program for this segment that we know it's a six and it's back translated into Braille. The same thing with the numbers. So, let us look at how I was able to determine the paragraph real quick, and then I'm going to go ahead and show you what can really happen, and I'll play with a file that I don't care about. Lang, one. The moving finger writes and having writ. Icmoson Omer Kayum. Home C I C C M O V E S. So I don't know what this is yet. I gotta figure out what this is, One. but home. Let's check the paragraphs down to make sure that I'm in three one. To do this, all the menu code C adjust P page can P paragraph style P Paragraph style. Enter leaving tab tab help button tab name style tab name style tab system radio button checked one of two all I'm not plus s. worried about describing this to you, but I had to do it this way. Tab custom radio button checked one of twenty seven alt plus m. Why? Tab edit two. Tab edit one. Two one? No. Shift shift tab custom radio one 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 five one seven one nine three one radio button checked twenty two of twenty seven and tab edit two tab edit tab additional properties page turn the top button alt plus p tab additional properties keep together button alt plus k Tab additional properties keep with next button alt plus tab additional properties nested list button alt tab blank lines before edit zero tab blank lines after edit zero alt there plus are different R. options that I'm not even sure about was even told about these options tab blank lines two x for dblsp button alt plus x Tab additional properties no DBLSP button alt tab NC button tab NC but tab apply to button alt plus A apply to tab current paragraph button current paragraph right now I'll set it that way enter BRL to blank one the home period one and visually it'll look okay I'm not gonna save this file I probably made adjustments Blank. One. The moving finger writes an ICMOS. Two. The town sorely needed more civic. And I believe it's all correct anyhow. But with more adjustments, this will be much more usable. Control F5. Close document window. I'm going to say no to save the file. And I'm going to go and open something. Windows R. That I don't care about. Eight. Call enter. Data 8. Braille transcription course. Braille sense. Braille, Braille 2000. Where is it? T. The independent artist spotlight show. Enter. Shelf artist bios. Enter. 
Items the end. Broadcast 57. Enter. Shelf end. Oberlin Consort of Vials. RTF. Oberlin Consort of Vials. BRF. All right. New York Consort of Vials. RTF. New York Consort of Vials. BRF. Let's, uh, open this. This is a BRF file. Enter. Oh, I forgot. This is going to open in version User 1. User account controlled. All right. All I don't want to do it that way. But I did find a file. So, let's do the standard Control open dialog. Open. H colon backslash enter. Shift, shift tab, folder view list. And? T, the independent, the Jair Drimer show 813, the enter, full artist bios 760. Enter, fold, broadcast 54, broadcast 5785 to enter, fold, New York consort of vials, BRF8, Oberlin consort of vials, BRF8620. Let's go ahead and open the RTF file. Tab, name, tab, file, name, can. tab, file, all braille, end, all files, all braille, all, enter, shift, 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 Oberlin consort of vials, RTF8620, enter, BRL2000, a name, That's going to ask for code. Tab, cancel, tab, help button, alt plus H. And this you might come across. Tab, braille code combo box, English Unified, one of seven. We can do English Unified for this file for now, but I'm not going to change it. Tab, option combo box, contracted, one of three. Tab, change button, tab, quick select, edit, tab, print subs, tab, OK button, enter, BRL 2000. And... That dialog that you saw is used when the file is not a B2K file and it wants to know what to use. Oberlin Consort of Vials. This is described on Magnatune as Oberlin Consort of So let's see if I used a running head. Alt D. Men are leaving menus. Running head control tab. Blank. Blank. I did not. So let's set one. O B R L I S space O N S O R T O S V O L S. Enter B R L two thousand Oberlin Cons R T of Vials. Like I said, I don't care about this file. Oberlin Consort of Vials. This is Brent's op photo is and Brent setting chamber the op give Chris Laws since 19. It's both the op fan program program Oberlin Consort of Vials. Oberlin Consort of Vials. Program of Fantasias for Vials. Oberlin Consort of Vials. Now, there's your running head, but I don't have page numbers on this. John Jenkins and Oberlin, Oberlin CD5 and of a fan. Gamus Josh Lee. Bottom so of five. The release date 090 N. Enter. T A S I S S T E S E period space. I'm gonna. Okay, so. I think it's on. I'm not sure what it is. Oberlin Consort of Vials. The release date 090. Oberlin Consort of This is a test. Home. Eight. Now, I'm alone. I don't know what the format is. As the program is currently, this isn't really clear to me. 
But I know this is a 40 sound line, and I know that it moved to a third page. As I said, this file means nothing to me. I've already done it for my program, but I'm editing it to show you what difficulties I ran into. Alta B page cont paragraph style P enters leaving men tab cans tab L tab names tab name styles description tab system radio button checked one tab one three radio button checked twenty six of twenty seven. It's showing one three. It's a different type of braille for escape B R L Oberlinkens. This is a test and space. Okay. So I've written some text and it looks like it's one three. Now let's see what happens when I down arrow. Not empty fill and blank 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 empty blank not blank and press enter enter not oh, I can't there but okay and, so let's go and, to the word not enter and press enter it's still a enter line one so Not. I put a couple and of lines of blank. Space. So let's blank. down arrow. Let's say I forget where I was. Blank. Okay? Blank. Now let's say I come back. And I don't know where my cursor is. It doesn't tell me. But let's say that I assumed that I had press enter, which I did. Right? You heard me press enter. But I checked my work. Went to go do something else, come back, went to go see where I was. Up and down arrow a few times. Okay, I'm ready to work. I visually am seeing that something's not right. What? Top of file. Bottom of file. Blank. I don't know what this is. Selected. Selected. Selected S select selected selected But I can Alter menu P page can P paragraph style enter leaving menu tab tab help button tab name tab tab system radio button check tab and see radio button checked one of twenty eight tab edit one tab edit one shift shift tab custom radio button check tab edit one one shift tab and see rate one one radio button one three one five one one nine three one radio button check twenty three enter brl two thousand fix that bottom of wow. file blank this is doing let's see what not let's see what happens when i realize what 
So I just readjusted that whole thing. Sorry, wait a moment and try again, starting with hello thermostat. That was weird. This is doing. And enter, enter. Now it shows three one. I think. Alter menu code and leaving menus. We can do the new paragraph style. Tab, tab, and let's help see what it's tab, set for. Three five radio button checked. Twenty one of twenty eight. Three five. Escape. Huh? And this is this is what was happening to me before. I'm gonna close this. Control F five. No button. Alt no. Because I don't care. But that's exactly what happened in earlier lessons of my book where in at least lesson two and a little bit in three, that was what was happening. Now I played with a file that didn't matter to me. Because if I start messing with the assignments, I'm really going to have trouble with it. With not being able to change it. And I think it put it on the 40th line, or the 40th cell. But as you can tell, that was a lot of work. But it goes to show... That no program's perfect, and Bob wants to make this program work for everybody. Sighted, blind, whatever. But I knew that the pages were changing. It was putting a bunch of characters online. If I had brailled that, it would do exactly that. 40 cells per line, and so forth. And so, it's all a learning curve. And by me taking this approach to show you the struggles as I was starting to take this transcription course, it is showing you that this type of thing has to be carefully checked. And the only way to check it is to either have Bob, who's the programmer, who knows what your needs are, to say, yes, this is correct, if the whole lesson is to be that way. Now, there are tools in Braille 2000 that the blind consumer cannot utilize. And my goal is not to discuss every aspect of Braille 2000 right now, but the sighted have a panel that can tell them these things. And they can adjust it through the panel. Where the blind cannot use the panel because it's not even accessible to them. So as I showed you, there was another method for me to see what exactly it was doing and what the new paragraph style was. 
Let's see what the new paragraph style is. Alter menu. As I start a new document. Add, leaving menus. Parent tab. Cancel tab. 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 Edit. One tab. Edit. One. Shift. Shift tab. Help button. Alt plus tab. One, edit. One. one tab. Edit. One tab. Additional properties page. Turn this top button. Alt shift 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 tab. Help button. Shift tab. Shift tab. Current paragraph button. Tab. Cancel button. Tab. Help button. Tab. Edit. One tab. Edit. One tab. Additional properties. Tab. Additional properties. Keep together. Tab. Additional tab. Addition tab. Blank lines before. Tab. Tab. Blank lines to X for DB. Tab. Where Additional pro tab. NC button. Tab. Tab. Apply to. Tab. Current pair. Tab. Cancel button. Tab. Help button. Tab. Edit. One. Let's do. Three. Three. Tab. Edit. One. One. This is the new paragraph so i'm gonna set it to three one enter brl 2000 a name two and now alta menu page control p paragraph enter leaving me tab cancel button title is paragraph style the paragraph style tab name tab name style tab system radio button check tab three one radio button checked system three one Escape B and I just fixed it. Alt F4 Gold Wave. I just closed the program, and it makes that sound because it constantly checks to make sure that there's an internet connection because it wants to make sure only one version of the program and only one copy is open, so it constantly checks that. So you must have an internet connection to work. It does have a grace period to allow you time to save but at some point if you have no internet connection the program will not work if you are fully licensed the demo has other restrictions but this is something that I think will benefit each and every one of you to see the braille as somebody who's receiving it on paper My goal of this particular program was twofold. First, let you hear about the struggles as a blind person learns a new program, which is what I've decided to do, because as I've said, Duxbury just has not seemed to be all that friendly to me, although to be fair, I have not used it as of late. Somebody recently told me that they were having some trouble with Duxbury, specifically with different types of documents, such as Word documents and RTFs and even Braille-ready files. The BRFs should be properly formatted in Duxbury, but as my instructor has told me and docked me in one lesson, saying, you don't have a page number on the first page. I looked at the Braille file, had it converted into the proper code so that it was reformatted properly, and looked at the bottom of the page and saw the page number there. Then he discovered that a setting in Duxbury was suppressing the first page number. I'm not faulting the instructor for the errors that I have had in my lessons, I am faulting myself. First of all, I am learning a brand new code. 
as well as the rules of transcription. And number two, I have chosen not to use a program that is used by quite a large amount of people. And even then, I have been told, but I cannot confirm or deny this, but Duxbury does not, by report to me, work correctly in six-key entry for those who are blind. Braille 2000 does. It will read the ASCII equivalent, and that may improve over time. And what you're reading and what you've listened to today is how I am currently doing things. And so, with time, this will all be improved to where this will change. This will change over time because that's what the programmer wants. But in the meantime, this is what we have to work with. I hope that you have enjoyed this exploration with me of Braille 2000 as I give you a sample of how I will end up reviewing a lesson over time to make sure that it is correct and of course following the instructions of the course by working in the Braille view not the print view as I did with the one file that I was playing around with that meant nothing to me. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. podcast news items it has been confirmed by a number of people and this was before I got iOS 12.1 installed on my phone which is a 5s there's a very interesting bug in the way that recent calls are handled and I believe that this is more of a verbal problem than anything else as it only started when people installed version 12.1 of iOS here's what I'm speaking about I'm gonna unlock the phone select the phone app select recents And tap on the first item. And here's what you get. Six, two, three, three, four, nine, zero, zero, eight, zero. Outgoing. User underscore LA Bell underscore primary. One call. Phoenix. AZ. November 2nd, 2018 at 13.54. Button. So it's saying Ask user keypad. something primary. And as you can hear, I can duplicate this particular issue. I don't necessarily think it's a big deal. I'm not saying that it should not be reported. From what I read in the comments on Apple Vis about this bug, 
it has already been reported and Apple people are made aware of it. I don't normally look at my recent calls on a regular basis, but this is definitely a very interesting bug to have. In other news that was not covered, we have a very interesting news item and you can go to my blog at technology.jaredreimer.net to find it. Radisson discloses data breach. This impacts rewards customers of the hotel chain. And this goes to show that you should always keep track of any type of charges, no matter whether it is small, medium, or large. Please make sure to manage your cards, whether it's credit or debit, as you would the keys to your lock. Because if something were to pick your lock, then you would want to have it changed. Well, if you find something that's not right on your statements, it is important to have it disputed or potentially get your card changed depending on what your financial institution offers. Equifax is back in the news. Equifax has chosen Experian. What? According to the article by Krebs on Security, this particular article talks about how Experian will handle the data of Equifax's breach and offer those consumers credit monitoring. What? Accused Vault 7 leaker is going to face new charges according to an article. We normally don't see stories here and this is interesting news because of the fact that Vault 7 was one of the NSA's supposed private secrets that got removed from that because it was eventually leaked. And uh, that was definitely something of interest. For those of you who are not in the United States, November 4th ended daylight savings time for us. The blog should be updated with the latest time settings that is set 
for me in the Pacific time zone. If you find the time off, please let me know. The Technology Podcast is also available through other platforms. And you can go to anchor.fm slash J-A-R-E-D dash R-I-M-E-R 6, that's the URL, where you can get links to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite device. And if it's not there in the device you want, I'm sure that Anchor would love to hear from you for potential inclusion on the on the device of your choosing. Winamp is expected to have a new version 6 out. There's an announcement on Winamp.com that will have all the details and I recently installed the 5.8 release that was provided to me and find nothing majorly wrong. You can still use the classic skin and things seem to be working as normal including tagging podcasts or files using the ID3 tag facility. There's more on the blog that might be of interest to you, and if you've never visited the blog, you're welcome to do so. Again, the address is technology, T-E-C-H-N-O-L-O-G-Y, dot j-a-r-e-d r-i-m-e-r dot n-e-t I skipped some items because they were covered in podcast 295 including but not limited to a posting that is mute at this point but FreshBooks did go down for maintenance, and the goal of the post was to notify readers of that aspect. FreshBooks has become more accessible because of me and my work with them to make it accessible, and other blind individuals are now using FreshBooks to be able to do their billing for their customers. In the wake of the Fillmore Productions news that was commented about and, of course, talked about in the blog and the last available podcast, it is going to be very interesting to see how this news is received among the people that use the service. Of course, it is the choice of the people on who they want to use for voicemail depending on the features that they care about. I'm not trying to pull people away from any particular service, but it seems as though Fillmore Productions has not learned from the last set of blunders that seem to have 
netted some controversy. If you found anything of interest that you would like me to see, please feel free to send it to me by email. My email address is tech, that's T-E-C-H at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. And I will be sure to look it over. I know Sean sent me an email in regards to the iPhone that I really haven't had a chance to look at its article. But uh, my goal is to do that and uh, see what it has to say. And if it's worth reporting, even though it's better late than never department, we'll do that. So for now, that will conclude this news file. And if I should find anything of value that I can cover in a short amount of time, we'll be back with more. Otherwise, you will definitely get our full contact information. We'll see how it goes. This is Podcast 296. Alright folks, so the final file with news, anyway, is one that I saw while looking at my news items in my RSS feeds. And I honestly think that this is important to pass along. And this is one of these that will affect Mac users as well. This comes from F-Secure. Spam campaign targets Exodus users. And Exodus is a multi-currency multi- cryptocurrency wallet. I've never heard of it before. There's a lot that you don't hear about, but that's why you learn, right? And the sent the uh, particulars of this is that it claims to be an update to this wallet. And they claim, you know, Exodus.io and it is a fake update because the update was 1.63 and so <clears throat> it's a bogus 1.64 update. So those of you 
that utilize such a thing should be made aware of it. And it was created the day before the blog post and uh, that means that it would be have be created on about the first of November. And F Secure does a great job in going through what it has and everything. So I will post this in the show notes so that you have it. And uh, those of you who use Macs should be made aware of it. And... uh, It is definitely something that we need to be aware of. That completes the podcast, everybody. I hope that you have enjoyed the podcast as much as I have putting it together for you. We'll have more news, notes, things of interest, and another podcast coming soon. In the meantime, my contact information is as follows. You can email or iMessage tech, T-E-C-H, at M-E-N-V-I dot O-R-G. Text or WhatsApp, 804-442-6975. And if you have any other information that you may have to contact me, you are welcome to utilize it. I hope that you have enjoyed the program as much as I have putting it together for you. And please feel free to leave that feedback. It is very important to me. If you are on Livewire or Ground Zero and you're listening to the podcast via the bulletin boards, 295 on Livewire and 224 on the Ground Zero system, please feel free to send me a message in my mailbox at 2276. I hope to hear from each and every one of you, and we'll see you again soon. Take care.